So I've invited Bill. Bill, come on up here. Bill's going to share with us for a few minutes today. Uh, we talked about the, uh, the challenge of this in some regards of realizing, boy, a, a room like this, we've got people who were here when you were here. We've got people who have only been here a couple months or a couple weeks, right? So uh, you're going to share some things some will have no knowledge of. Right. Uh, but yet, in the midst of it, we get to rejoice together God's faithfulness, right? And so thank you for being here. We rejoice in what you're going to share. Thanks, Scott. Um, it is a joy to be here, to be back at Crossroads after all these years, and uh, to see a lot of faces that we, we, we know and love, and so many faces that we don't know, which is a, a testament of God's faithfulness in the fruitfulness in what has happened since we left. And so I am, I am so thankful and look forward to meeting all of you. And uh, I'd like to start by sharing a passage out of uh, uh, Philippians chapter 1. I think it kind of summarizes a bit of my feelings towards the day and towards uh, the years that we have had here. And so uh, I'm going to be reading Philippians chapter 1, uh, and I'm actually going to start using uh, the New Living Translation just for today for this one. Apostle Paul writes, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God, and whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy, for you have been my partners or in, uh, in partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. I'm going to stop there because there's three things I'd like to just point out quickly there. One is I really do give thanks. I give thanks for all the people of the past who were with us during those years of ministry. Um, this building here is a joy to see filled with people. But when we started, we were over at the Knights of Columbus, and we had to move chairs in and out every day and uh, mop up beer. And it uh, wasn't the greatest of places to, to meet. It often would smell. And I remember one day we couldn't get enough air freshener in the place to even make it tolerable. Um, but it was a good, you know, it was good days, right? Remember the good old days? Well, they weren't always so good. <laughs> there were some tough times there. And then we bought this beautiful building you see, and you need to look at the pictures out there because one lady described this place as a bomb shelter. Um, it, it was a mess, and it took a lot of work. And every person there, and I mean every man, every woman, and most all of our children participated in doing the work of remodeling this place to be, make it usable for here. So I give thanks to God for all of those people uh, past, and I give thanks God, to God for you and your partnership in the gospel to today and looking forward to what the future holds. And whenever I pray, it's with great joy. It is a joy to see people serving in the Lord, the ups and downs of our spiritual journey, but then seeing God being faithful. And it is a joy to know that God is still transforming lives here at Crossroads because you have been my partner in the ministry. We have locked arms in that fellowship of, of not only just coming together and, and being here, but actually doing the work together. And when people would ask about the ministry here, we, we set out with this group of people to create a disciple-making church, and the key was going we were going to love God and love others. And we really didn't know much more than that. We didn't know what we were doing. Uh, how do you start a church? How do you make a church thrive? We just knew that we were going to love God and love others. And in loving God, we tried to remain faithful to the word. That was key. 
We want to teach the word. And as pastor, it was no greater joy than to hear somebody tell me what was happening in their small group, in their home, and they were studying the word together and applying that word together. And I, I really enjoyed that. Or for me to walk into uh, Martin's grocery store, uh, which I live down in Jacksonville, Florida now. That's, we don't have that anymore. But I, to walk into Martin's and see groups of men with the Bible out on the table, studying the word together and sharpening each other in that. We were faithful to the word. That's what we sought to do. And into prayer, the dependency on prayer. I tell the story right from the very beginning of this ministry. We met, my office was over at John Gerard's uh, office, which used to be over at the airport. And we used to have meetings over there in the evenings. And one night, the elders were meeting, and we were talking about some issue. I don't even remember what it was, but we were thinking, wow, I'm not sure what we should do here. What is the next step for this church? And I don't remember if it was Bill Triplett or Bob Reed, but one of those men said, well, if we don't know what we're doing, we need to stop and seek the Lord. And so that night, at that time, those four men and myself got down on our knees and eventually on our faces. And for the next two, two and a half hours, we cried out to the Lord. said, Lord, unless you move, we can't go forward. And uh, I got home really late that night from an elders meeting. And I was a young pastor and I walked in. My wife was already in bed. And she, I slipped into bed and she said, are you really just getting home now? And I said, yeah. And she said, it was really that bad, huh? And I said, oh, no. It was that good. And that was the DNA of this church, to pray for everything before we had ever moved forward. And, and we, we did prayer meetings at different hours. We did morning prayers. We did evening prayers. We did Saturday. Whenever we could try and get groups to pray, our small groups and homes were encouraged to pray. And we prayed and prayed and prayed and said, God, unless you move, we can't go forward. Uh, my friend Bob Reed uh, used to come when we got into this building, and he would be here at 6 a.m., Every Sunday morning, there used to be stairs here, and he'd be on his knees here. I'd come into the church and go into the back of the, to my office, drop off my Bible, and come kneel beside him, and, and we would pray. And he would walk with me to my office and say, so where are we going today? And I said, well, this is what I intend. Let's see what God's going to do. And we saw God move, and I'm thankful for that. So the dependency, commitment to the word, dependency and prayer, seeing God move. Can I encourage you to continue to pray and let God move you in what he wants to do through crossroads in the coming days? And then there was a love for one another. We loved each other, and that love taught us to cover over a multitude of sins because in any good family, you have some of this, one sin in a great while. <laughs> and so there wasn't perfect days. There were some times where we had to let love cover over our differences, and we learned to do that, and we learned to grow together. And I tell the one uh, story in the first service, I'll tell it now. One of the greatest compliments was I received from a woman who went into the hospital. She went into the hospital, and I took Todd Kelly with me. He showed up, and we went into the hospital together. I had to beg the staff to let him go back into the emergency room with me. I had to leave because I was going to a conference in Chicago. And I told this woman, I'm, I, won't, I, I won't be here, but when I get back, I'll come and check on you. But I'm sure Todd and this small group will... will see that we can take care of everything that you might need. When I got back, I went to the hospital, and I showed up and found out how she was doing and all the small talk and all that things. And I said to her, called her by name. I almost said her name. I didn't want to do that. Uh, I called her by name, and I said, is there anything I can do for you? And this was the greatest compliment. Oh, Bill, I don't need you. 
because the church has already taken care of everything. The single mom had her yard mowed, had her children got, were taken care of and gone to school. The church had provided for everything because we loved one another, not in word, but truly in action. And that was typical of what we were as a church, learning to love God and, and being faithful to the word and in prayer and depending on him, but loving one another doing the work together. And so I thank God for the partnership of learning to make disciples and loving one another. But not only do I celebrate the past, but we celebrate uh, what is happening today. Because Paul writes, I am sure that he who began a good work in you will see it on to the day of completion. In each of us, each of us are on our different journey. Some of us are at, at this moment feeling very close to the Lord and others are going, God, where are you in the midst of it? But can I assure you that God who began this work is still at work. And you need to continue to draw to each other and draw close to him. And let him do that work. Say, God, I'm, I'm struggling, but I, I surrender myself to you. Will you complete in me the work that you began? And I believe that, that you'll see that happen. So I'm excited for today. And we celebrate the past. We celebrate today. But I look forward to the future for this ministry Paul goes on to say that my prayer for you is that your love would abound more and more. The acknowledgement that there is a love there, there's a love for God, there's a love for others, and that's great, but don't rest on yesterday's glories. Let's continue to push forward in this and move on to what God has next for us. I got a chance to be with Scott and uh, Kelly the other day, walking the building, hearing about the future plans and stuff. And I, and I said to Scott uh, uh, that when I was here, oftentimes from this pulpit and very often in my prayers, I would say, oh, God, for a thousand tongues to sing. Remember that old hymn? Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. And I said, God, give me a thousand tongues of people. Look at this. Look at this. The prayers of this congregation that happened 30 years ago, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, I really believe are echoing before the throne of God. And he's still answering those prayers today. And then Scott told me about the vision for the future and what they're hoping uh, will happen and the leadership leading you through. And God, uh, he said, and our goal is to have 1,100, 1,200 people eventually be able to, this facility, be able to minister to that many people. And I just smiled. I thought, what has been passed on, what we started back 30 years ago is still being carried on today and is looking forward to the future. And so I want to encourage you to continue on, to grow in love for each other, love for God, grow in your knowledge and understanding of all that you have in Christ Jesus. In 2 Peter 1, he's, uh, Peter writes that about all these qualities, add to your faith, virtue and virtue, all these things. And then he ends it by saying, and if you have these qualities, if these qualities are yours and are increasing, so you can't sit back, you got to keep moving forward. God, I'm thankful for yesterday and I'm grateful for what's happening today, but I'm not going to stay here. I'm not the man that I was in the past. And I hope and pray to God that I'm not the man that I'm going to become in the future. Because if you have these qualities in an increasing manner, it will keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
So can I encourage you? Continue to pray. Continue to seek the, the Lord in his word. Continue to use your giftedness for the sake of the body here. And let God use Crossroads to impact this community, this region of the world. So we celebrate the past. We celebrate today. And with anticipation, I celebrate with you what God is going to do in the coming years through this ministry. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. God bless you. I truly mean that. God bless you. You know what, Scott? I am going to pray. Father God, in this stillness, we acknowledge that you are God. And apart from you, We could do nothing. I am thankful for you choosing us to be your people, to be your ambassadors, to represent you to this world. Thank you for your faithfulness that when we were unfaithful, when we have fallen and stumbled and didn't do it right, your grace abounds and you continue to lead. And you have led this ministry to this point, And you'll continue to be faithful and lead it into the future. And God, I pray your blessing upon this congregation. That each individual will know their part in the body. And will function in it fully. So that this church can continue to be effective in making disciples. Seeing people come to know you. And being strengthened in their walk. May their love for you and for each other continue to abound and may your hand lead them into a bright future in Jesus name and for his glory. Amen. Well, for a few moments today, I want to reflect upon a passage of scripture that you have already heard this morning, Philippians chapter one, as uh, Bill and I were talking on Friday a bit, and uh, he mentioned kind of in the midst of that conversation that he would be sharing from Philippians 1. It triggered my mind thinking, oh, that's what God led me to share from as well. And uh, my only instruction to Bill and prep for today was just share what the Lord lays on your heart. And, and um, as I prayerfully considered as well, interesting that the Lord took us to the exact same text. And so I didn't mention that to Bill because I didn't want him to feel like he needed to change anything. And I went home and prayed about it and said, Lord, do I need to change something? And had a piece about uh, sharing from Philippians 1 as well. So I guess the Lord just wants us to sit in Philippians 1 for a bit today. But I want you to read it with me. Those first 11 verses of Philippians 1 will be on the screen.